Hello, guys, and welcome to Behind the Bunker here, guys. It's Monday night. It is time for our paintball show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We are all quarantined and socially distancing, but we have everybody uh, tonight. So joining us, we have um, myself and then to my left in the top left corner there, we, or right corner, we have Matt Cripp. How are you, Matt? Hey. And then we have uh, Russell Jackson on the opposite side of the screen there. Hello. And uh, Tim Montressor. Bonjour. Oh, bonjour. And uh, Josh Zubizabrekis. Yes, sir. Here and uh, not always present. <laughs> and uh, Garvin Sharma from Terratech Industries. That is right, my friends. Gavin from Terratech Industries. And again, it is an exciting program, but make sure you share that excitement, not like the coronavirus, and hit like and share. Or if you're so inclined, my friends, start a watch party. It's going to be a barn burner tonight, my friends. A barn burner. Yeah, yeah. And then Joe Kimson from Flaggerters Paintball. Uh, greetings, everybody, and thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, welcome to uh, beautiful Behind the Bunker. So tonight we have uh, Russell Jackson and Tim Montressor, uh, both from same places but different. We have uh, Russell Jackson. He's, uh, how? what do we say? You're from DLX as the parent company, or how do we, how do we put a, a price tag on you or a label? I think uh, DLX is probably the most well-known, but um, a marketing director for Shocker, Lux, and Gog is usually how I explain it. Very good. And he also does uh, voiceovers for uh, Mike Rowe when he can't do it, it sounds like. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> and then we have uh, Tim Montressor. And Tim, you're kind of same, same, but also have a couple of different hats. Same, same, but different. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you're so you're you're with DLX Family Group and then... You're also a professional paintball player. Who are you playing for now? Yep. Uh, I'm playing in the United States with Tampa Bay Damage. And this year I was supposed to play in Europe with um, Gandia Five Star from Spain, but we'll see how that goes. How How can you? I thought that changed. I thought you weren't – or were you just not allowed to have so many pros per team? Yeah, you're allowed to have one um, U.S. pro per European pro roster in 2020. Okay, so you're their token – Token pro. Guy. Yeah. 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 Very good. Why are you I'm smirking, Russell? <laughs> I'm like, you got to be careful with that, Todd. Just, uh, just an FYI. <laughs> <laughs> Russell was the first person to smirk. So I, uh, yeah, you know what? I, I, I know, but Tim and I are both outnumbered right now, but we'll still throw it in. Yeah. We'll band together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you, if there's one more, then it's kind of crisp, uh, tic tac toe there. So you guys are from DLX, and we'll talk about that as well. And you guys also uh, are in a relationship, and that's called the ICC. Yeah, that is that is true. <laughs> How? Okay, so ICC scheduled for this year, July 31st to August 2nd. Fingers crossed still? Yeah, I mean, we're staying optimistic. I mean, we still are three months away from the event, so... United States is slowly opening up uh, this last week and especially a lot of paintball fields open up, albeit with limited capacity. Um, so I feel like we're trending in the direction to, to still stay somewhat on course to have the event. I'd say we're still 60 days away, give or take from having to make a cancellation. That is obviously not what we plan to do. Uh, but ultimately we're going to do what's best for the players and our consumers. Um, but hopefully we can still have the event I'm feeling positive about it. Yeah. And the yeah. demand is there. We uh, just checked the, sign up sheet yesterday and i think we have 152 teams signed up so we don't want to let any of those people down so if it can be done it will be done 
Well, that's just that's my answer. Yeah. Well, speaking of letting people down, you guys opened up registration this year, and how long did it take you to finally sell out? Uh, so from the time the first transaction was processed in which we received the first payment to the last payment, it was 150 seconds. <laughs> shame, gentlemen, shame. <laughs> yeah, you should talk to a new service provider. That's fantastic. And um, so a lot of disappointed teams probably that they didn't quite make it. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I was going to Florida the next day. I went down to uh, Florida because I also do sponsors for the deal. I had to go to the MVPS, which is a giant tournament series in Florida. And uh, – we had to refund. So there's about a five to 10 second latency issue from when you, you cut off the last payment to when the system itself just shuts off through APPA, which normally doesn't really affect them. But we, we actually processed an additional 25 payments. <laughs> uh, so we had wow. to refund, yeah, like uh, 30, 35,000 bucks. Wow. That's insane. That's insane. Good for you guys. Um, but could you imagine getting in thinking you had a spot? House and the refund comes through. Man, that was the rough one. That was that would be heartbreaking. That's yeah. not. Couldn't you just set up something in the parking lot for those extra teams? <laughs> Run an extra day. Maybe yeah. I'll just start even the, the, in the field okay. out back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Up the parking lot. Well, okay, but you guys have a mounds field, hyperball field. Why couldn't you have a skids field? Just use the skid Ew. from the paint that you guys would be selling so, and just set up a rudimentary <laughs> field. As, As the day goes on, the field, field gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> yeah. we, we could probably build another field. I mean, the facility used to be significantly larger. It was actually the home for the MPPL, the second event um, in the mid to late 90s. But then eventually the state of Pennsylvania has expanded. Um, the turnpikes expanded. And unfortunately, some of the property was, was given and sold to the state, which is great because there's better access, right? You can now go from the Pittsburgh airport to Urban Assault, which is by far one of the most beautiful paintball sites in the entire world. You can go there in 10 minutes. Uh, but a byproduct of that is we lose part of the, the facility, but, you know, you get what you get. And it's not necessarily the playing fields as much as the parking. I mean, one of the reasons why ICC is successful, not just – the people, but the fact that we do a lot of uh, looking at the scheduling. Um, so we know exactly as many teams as we can take. Cause a lot of people ask, you know, why can't you make an exception, add 10, five, 10 more teams. And really we don't want to degrade the experience for the teams that did get in. So yeah. we very rarely, we very have a clear picture of what we can chew. If you want to use the euphemism, don't bite off more. You can chew. We know what we can chew. So we don't take any more. And that way we, are ensuring the product that we advertise is what the people who go are getting. So yeah, um, how, I mean, how many tournaments? Sorry, how many tournaments have you been to in the past? Where, especially back in the day, when you'd go and you'd arrive there at six in the morning, you'd play your first game by like nine, and it'd be dark, and you'd be playing finals because the organizer just took too many teams, couldn't run them fast enough, or wasn't organized. It's yeah, it's All frustrating. All too many. Yeah. We were joking today, um, even down to the armbands, um, that we time how long it takes to get 10 armbands on somebody, buddy, average it out. We're looking at pacing from center of the field to exits just to keep things on time. And um, part of that's Tim's obsession with details um, that makes it, makes it work. But yeah. um, that's really why we have to, you say, you know, you disappoint those 25 teams, but there's a reason they're disappointed because 
they got into something that cool, you know? Yeah. Well, you kind of want to have a sellout event anyways. You don't want to cater to everybody. It's like, you know, it's like Gavin. He doesn't say yes to all the ladies. He plays hard to get. (laughs) And this is what's been able to keep him successful. I let them know I don't say yes to all the ladies, but (laughs) I say yes to all the ladies. I didn't say you didn't swipe. I just said, yeah. Yeah. Jesus. You're getting me in trouble here, Todd. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I could have said it about anyone else. I just, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So ICC, you guys are fingers crossed at what, so sorry, what it's, what is that state? Are you watching what they're doing right now? Yeah. So in, in the United States, the federal government has more or less allowed each state to make their own decisions. So the governor, the governor of each state can kind of decide when we open and to the extent which we open. Uh, and the state of PA is uh, a little bit more restrictive, probably because of our proximity to New York. Um, but like it or not, uh, we're still not open yet. And uh, we're fingers crossed that things can start moving soon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on the plus, at least your governor has the ability to do that. But uh... now, are you guys in contact with the, lo- with the local government or with the state government that has, you know, oversees what you're doing to see if there's, you know, uh, the ability to get an exemption if, if they're not so- yeah so for us it doesn't really matter until this friday so after may 8th based upon the determinations then we can make that analysis if we have to go in that direction um so the federal mandated lockdown ended last friday uh the state of pa extended it one week to may 8th so after this friday they'll make an announcement on their decision going forward uh, we're in arguably the second largest county, being Allegheny County, which is Pittsburgh. So you have, you know, where Philadelphia is, and Pittsburgh, two opposite ends of the state. Um, so after May eighth, you know, we'll kind of see what happens probably next Monday, um, and then we'll make that decision, um, you know, how we progress or, or who we have to call to see what we can do. Yeah. How many people will, you know, with 150 teams plus, you know, support staff and infrastructure? How many people would be on site at the um, peak? Yeah, you know, between so it's it's as players, right? The average team is about twelve players, so give or take, we're about eight fifty in regards to the players on Saturday, which is the ten man day. But then you factor in spectators, you factor in vendors, right? I mean, yeah. We're pushing, you know, in between eleven twelve hundred. Um, yeah, so yeah. Um, Richie in the live chat says, uh, I think the mounds fields needs to have lights. So you can play more games on it. That'd just be a disaster. <laughs> That's the scariest field. I've played a lot of paintball in my entire career. The mounds field is really scary because you don't know if you're getting, if you're going to get bunkered left or right, but now you got to add the element over the top. Yeah. Yeah. It's trench warfare in everything you see in like every old world war two movie and everything like that, where you're scared to pop your head up out of the trench. Same idea. Yeah. yeah. It's like just peeking around gives you a crazy adrenaline rush on that field. I cannot imagine throwing shadows. And well, there could be players thing. from other, other uh, games that had ended 20 minutes ago that are still hiding in the trenches. Like you don't know. Oh yeah. But yeah, uh, we, uh, so we tried as behind the bunker last year, Matt and I went and covered a, a, a classic event, a 10 man classic event. And it was on a mounds field that had just been created that season. So not a lot of grass, mostly just raw dirt. So we had the ability to see most of the field, but by saying most of the field, I mean, 
maybe what, Matt, 40%? Oh, that you were. I would say 55, 60%. They're, yeah, because, I mean, you can't see the opposite side. Um, and what each, you know, some of those berms are towering over other ones, so you can't see past it. It's, um, unless you're 100 feet in the air looking directly down, you're not, you're not seeing everything. Yeah, and it's one of the challenges we have on our field. We actually have our, uh, we have a different refing system on that field. Our, we have an admin up on an elevated platform so he can actually see down onto the field. So if you've ever been to ICC, there's a spectator's tape, which is probably based on the elevation, maybe 20 feet elevated above, just based on the angle. And uh, he can actually help move refs around for that exact reason. You know, he's got a walkie-talkie of, hey, you know, you didn't see this guy cut over there to move the refs around because just like you said, as a spectator, it's challenging, but as a refing staff, it's challenging as well. Yeah. Uh, yet another reason why lights probably wouldn't be the greatest idea. <laughs> I've read some some um, mounds fields in, in Asia, they're actually putting LED lighting into them so they, they illuminate uh, uh, from the ground up. So it eliminates shadows that are cast. Yeah. Have you guys looked into the LED? Because it's, it's very low, low voltage as well. We're all about nature. Bright. Pardon? The, more, the more natural we can have in the Iron City, the better. So I, uh, I don't know if LEDs will be anytime soon. I just made that like up. That it sounded idea. cool. What, what about like Canadian teams or teams coming from abroad that have signed up for this event? You must have not only Canadian teams, but international teams with this nonsense of a pandemic right now that's got to be something way you know to think about as well yeah we had um you know the sea dogs right derek obviously I, i'm pretty sure you guys know derek yeah i met him um, once yeah I, i've you guys met him once or twice so derek uh who is doing an amazing job by the way of, of building up canadian paintball right he's picking the ball that that has kind of been sitting there for a little bit and running with it i think he's crushing it with the opl um, he was going to bring uh, the Sea Dogs, but you know, kind of some of the changes schedules. And he's such a busy guy. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be able to make it. Um, so we're going to fill his spot. We do have Chop Shop. Uh, you know, Woody yeah. and Derek. I've known from because I used to live in Detroit, but I've known all those on Ontario guys since ever since. Yeah. I'm still hoping positively that they can make it. We have Armada coming from Mexico, so some of the best players all from Mexico. Raúl has a great yeah. squad that plays all the ICPLs. He's hoping to bring them. We also have the rushers coming all the way from the UK. Um, you know, and as crappy as it sounds, we're all in somewhat limbo waiting to see what happens yep. in probably the next 30 days. Yeah. I think uh, we're all kind of waking up each morning, kind of hoping that something new will be announced or some sort of optimistic news broadcast is going to come over the wire. But um, yeah. it's it's slow. Whatever, whatever optimistic news is coming, it's slow right now. How, how is it that foreign teams would be able to come is the opening of borders up to the states alone or is that a federal decision that's a federal decision okay yeah so and it's not necessarily as much of a decision either from us to let people in i i confidently again this is based upon nothing other than my current research believe that probably by you know let's say end of june will allow other people to come in especially from the uk right we have such a positive relationship with them in canada the concern is for people going back and potential quarantining, right? So is it worth somebody to come from Canada and to play a paintball tournament, go back home, be quarantined for 14 days? Yeah. Is there a consideration this, to move? At this point, I would play one round of paintball just to be quarantined. My man <laughs> and my own heart. I would do That's what we're hoping for. Yeah. 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 
Is there any consideration or ability to move the date? Yeah, I, I mean, I could. It's literally the only person I probably have to call is either the field, the field owner, and Russell. Right? There's not a lot of people in our inner circle. Uh, I'm I, hurt. I one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I would call the field owner, Phil Thompson, one of a great guy. I call Russell, and I call Todd. Yeah. There uh, you go. But the uh, the reality is, you probably will either cancel the event, um, which would really suck, or that's it because the schedule falling after this is pretty busy, and we we don't want to impede on anybody else's other events. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at the NXL, both Europe and North America. That's basically screwed their season not necessarily the whole season yet but certainly right now anyways and i know you guys are hoping for icc but do you think the nxl will be back on track this year you think will be some events yeah i mean world cup i feel rather confident in um i mean we're looking early november so i i feel i mean in my own heart i feel incredibly confident for world cup um I feel confident for something in September, just based upon the way in which the United States is currently progressing. Yeah. Anything between now and then, flip a coin. Well, we did talk to Nick Sloyak a couple of weeks ago, and he feels that the season is done now that they've crowned the season champions. Yeah, of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I heard I heard on uh, Facebook somewhere the damaged one. Texas. Yeah, I know we won Texas last week. It was a great event. <laughs> yeah, you got, you know what? The, you should have put up a press release. You should have put up like a, a cup, like like Photoshop a whole bunch of pictures <laughs> and stuff. You know, I was kind of worried. I I wanted to make it more serious, but there's a lot of people that don't actively follow. That then I was like, oh man, then I'm about to issue like an, an apology statement. <laughs> well, yeah, and plus people would be all pissy at you at next event and yeah. Yeah. Uh, couldn't you just take that photo in a shower with lots of rain or like water falling down on you? Or... You know, the worst part is that this weekend it didn't rain. I've been to Texas to play paintball countless of times and only played in the mud and rain. And this weekend it was sunny and beautiful. And yeah, yeah. I heard the Texas so, events where so, I had to give up on shoes. All I'm going to say is I, in order to enter the pits, you couldn't wear shoes. <laughs> beautiful weather and nobody could take advantage of it. Damn. Yeah. I heard that without the NXL in Dallas, that Bucky's may possibly be going under. Yeah, <laughs> they needed those boot sales. Unbelievable! That the business model there is insane. I've never seen that many gas station pumps. Ah, uh, well, forget the amount of pumps. Just the size of picture Seven Eleven that moved into like a small Target. If you want to think about Texas and just say, "Hey, how can I define Texas?" Go to Bucky's. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Like hundred types of jerky on a wall. Like they have a wall of jerky. I think I stood there for twenty minutes one morning just reading the titles of jerky. Like there's seven or eight cows just nailed to the wall and dried out. Well, and there was twenty one slushy you machines. You guys are saying this place like it's a bad thing. It sounds like heaven. No, it's the best. It's it's awesome. It's yeah, in America. Yeah, they had a brittle a peanut brittle bar. Like a, a lady was working behind this counter and it had just peanut brittle and like confections <laughs> I love like. Peanut there yeah, that transition was horrible. You went from jerky to peanut brittle. Come on. <laughs> well, <laughs> some people like peanut brittle. Um, so ICC, I guess at this point, fingers crossed things happen. And uh, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll just watch with bated breath and see, see how that goes. Do you guys have coverage of it again this year? Do you have, is Go Sports coming to help you guys out again or? Yeah, Go Sports has been unbelievably supportive. Awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, Richmond, 
uh, who you know Richmond Italia believed in it since day one. Darren, Maddie Marshall, Nick Solovac have just been unbelievably huge supporters. We can't thank them enough. And uh, assuming the event goes, um, you know, they'll be there in full force. Go sports with their wire cams. Those <laughs> are fantastic. They're pretty amazing, man. I love the footage. That, when I saw it at ICPL Florida, I couldn't believe how good it was. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's just a whole different vantage. It's hard to watch paintball as it is, but they just bring a, it just helps bring a little more awareness of what's actually happening on the field. And you can kind of see kind of the player standpoint in some of the shots, especially when they're zooming over a guy and then you can kind of see back over his shoulder. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, Dar- Darren Sasana doesn't get enough credit. I mean, he's the, the producer behind all of it. He's the guy behind the scenes. I mean, he's got such an unbelievably gifted mind uh, for how to film paintball, and I think he's doing an amazing job. Him and Cena are killing it. Yeah, yeah. Matt will agree with you. All all producers are underrated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah. Matt That's asks for it. fake buttons just so we can hear him pushing things, but they don't do anything. <laughs> I even gave him a dialing wand. Yeah. So you guys, we talked about ICC. What about DLX? What are you guys, what are you guys cooking up? What's fun and new and exciting in the world of shocker and freak and, uh, the Lux branded, uh, gear you guys have. I know we talked briefly at world cup and you teased us with a barrel. How's that going? Actually, I was going to say, I really dig the, uh, the visor you got going on. Brand new out of package, my friend. I like it. Yeah, I've seen one like it, but usually the hair's attached. <laughs> yeah, same, same with that one. Yeah, same with this yeah. one. I actually it's buzzed. Attached, all right, I buzzed my hair, and this is what I had to buy. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, D, the guys at DLX the... have been so good, sending us all swag. It's been awesome. Mm. I mean, I told all the guys not to wear it because I wanted to wear something, but uh, I digress. I have a freak visor somewhere. <laughs> But to <laughs> circle back to our barrel, yeah, that ACP, uh, the ACP barrel has been absolutely huge for us. Um, even with uh, everybody staying at home, a lot of people are um, going around and checking out kit and um, buying accessories and things like that. And it kind of fits perfect with the ACP because we invented it as a tool uh, for players to put in their bag. Much, It's not supposed to replace every tip that you use. But when you're playing in Texas-like conditions... I was going to say, how many of them did you order in for Texas this year? Honestly. Uh, We would have had a lot, but uh, we were able to take 40 to Las Vegas, and they were gone Thursday morning. Wow. So that was even an event that was just good weather, but just the word of mouth in the offseason, it was huge. It's not often that something new comes to paintball. You know, there's obviously refinements... Yep. But um, this is something that's that's different. It looks like other things, but it doesn't really work like other things. That's one of the reasons why uh, our marketing with it has been kind of go try it because it's one of those things I could explain to you a hundred times on paper. And I ain't going to tell you how good it is. You just buy the product and you'll like it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Joe and I had an opportunity to see it at Cup and it was pretty cool. Um, it, it was it was a pretty cool invention. Very, you know, very Armson-esque Really, you you equated it to not as good as the ramrod. (laughs) No, that was me. (laughs) So I said it wouldn't clear nearly as much rain as the ramrod barrel. That is true. To be fair, just a bunch of pieces of wire and a hoop. Yep, definitely (laughs) not. Um, 
How long could they have made the ramrod barrel? Could they have made it like a 20-inch ramrod? You could make it as long as you wanted that. It was only three inches, really. Yeah. God. I I owned one. Actually, that useful. It was just a noisemaker, I think. Yeah. I I can proudly say I've never owned one. It was very air efficient, though, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do we need to get Simon back on to explain that one, Gavin? Yeah. Um, I haven't had much book learning. <laughs> and then what about um, what about your what about your um, your mechanical triggers? Uh, that's got to be something you guys m- must be selling a bunch of. Yeah. So the Shocker CVO is probably the most popular gun in classic format, um, at least the past couple of seasons. Um, no, great ad. Um, and uh, I took that picture. Did a very nice job with it. <laughs> um, but no, we've had an amazing growth with mechanical stuff. Obviously, Tim and I are right uh, on the pulse of it. Um, and really, it all started with the GOG enemy. When we first started playing this, a lot of people don't realize, but ICC won. I was fortunate enough to actually play. And we, the CVO, um, Planets, Markers, Inceptions Markers really weren't out there. So we played the first ICC with an enemy. And that's really what got everybody in our engineering team and everybody hooked was this concept of we can make this awesome mechanical marker. Why aren't we? And that's where the CVO came from. And it's kind of taken off since there. And it's kind of amusing. Um, Tim and I were obviously excited with mech, but we didn't really know where it was going to go. So we actually limited the initial production to a, to a, a certain amount because you never really know how big it is. And paintball has kind of shown us it's plenty big everybody wants to play mac so we've actually been able to keep you know continue production of a marker that we were never we weren't sure with if it was going to be as big we knew we made a great product but would people really enjoy it for what they're doing they have yeah yeah elliot in the live chat says he loves his cvo so gentlemen you rolled a dice about this whole tournament series and the mech movement um are you surprised with the enthusiasm surrounding that uh, no, I mean, I, I believed it in my, my heart, um, that this is where it would be. This is what I grew up doing, right? I mean, 20, 22 years later playing paintball, this is where it I mean, it started before this, but this is how it started for me. And I saw the benefits of it just in regards to the inclusion, the ability to grow different demographics. And I just felt like we kind of forgot about it and pushed it to the side. And with a little bit of marketing and finesse, we could bring it back to the forefront. So you know, I didn't have much of a risk to be honest with you. The business model is super sustainable. I've preached at the fields, right? If you own a field, running classic paintball tournaments is really the best way to run it, right? You don't have to build new infrastructure. You don't have to buy new bunkers. You don't have to build new net and get scoreboard. Just count some points in the woods, and and that's kind of how yeah. it always started. But it, it it's it's not even so much the tournament end of it. Like it's great that the ICC is taken off and and that format's taken off. But even Joe and I looking at our marketing, really, like, there were, you know, the last couple of years, we've sort of marketed paintball to the birthday moms and kind of cleaned it up and called it markers and stuff like that. I think that's, for the paintball industry, was really good for a little while. But I think at the end of the day, we kind of need to go back to marketing what paintball used to be, right? Like We really watered it down with the birthday mom marketing and stuff. You need to go back to... 
you know, you're, it's an adventure game is what yeah. it started a survival game, war game, yeah. mud on people's fan, faces, a little bit of fantasy, a little bit of fantasy thrown in. We're all seals for the day, which leads me to, um, how's your mag fed marker you guys are working on now that yeah, you've, you've conquered the, the mecha- uh, how, you've conquered the, the shell come out in the mag fedness and, and all that. <laughs> Work in progress. Hold your breath. Oh, good. That's okay. okay. Yeah. Now will DLX have their own proprietary mags? Russell, I know you've been a real staunch proprietor of designing your own aluminum mags, uh, so they're indestructible. That's something you guys are getting anywhere close on? Well, I'll put it this way. When, when Lux goes into, um, into the mag market, uh, we will do so with absolute quality. Um, some really high-end machine. Whatever we do, it's going to have great fit and finish. And uh, it'll be exactly what the customer asked for if and when we get there. So there's our soundbite for Behind the Bunker, guys. You heard it here. DLX is coming out with mag-fed stuff, and it's going to be at the highest quality, as Russell says, right? You guys are really digging deep for a scoop. I I truly appreciate you playing along, although you were ridiculously annoyed with that question. You were the best political answer ever. So kudos to you, Really well well done. Yeah. I I will say, speaking of well done, everything about, you know, DLX, you guys have always been top-notch. I mean, I remember when the Lux kind of came out and you guys started that your booth would be the only one you'd be at a shitty event with rain and mud, but yet you guys had, you know, purple velour or velvet and, and gold and your tents looked great and your displays were awesome. Like it was like walking into a Greco, you know, some sort of cathedral. It was, it was really well done. Not that it isn't anymore, but I, I remember that, that, that was sort of like, what is going on here? Uh, that was very 2005. Yeah. Todd walks into a nightclub with assless chaps and stuff yeah. like that. I, I felt like I was at home. I was the only one with glow sticks. <laughs> I was going to say something doggy style, but whatever. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh. No, it's, been, uh, it's, it's, it's the brand that we kind of, as players, always wanted, right? And we, we put a lot of time and effort into this game, and uh, we want to have products that, you know, are kind of on par with what we want. I mean, you look at something like your iPhone and you look at like, you know, a high-end car and if you're going to do something, you're going to be all in. You want the same equipment to match that dedication. And, uh, you know, Daryl Trent, you know, he did such a great job of helping getting us where we're at right now. I, I wish he was with us a little bit more often, but he's got some family obligations. That yeah. he's, uh, doing- no, he's dead to me. He, uh, every time Joe and I would go to the event, he'd always tease us that he didn't bring us in and out. Yeah, that's He's true. pretty much dead to us at this point. He's NorCal, so. man. NorCal doesn't have as much. You got to go down to SoCal. He's like a, still like a five hour, now nah, maybe three hour flight away from there. Yeah. That's the thing that, that, that Tim was alluding to there with, with Lux is that we've always had a unique advantage that we've kept a lot of really close player courses. Like when you think about Lux first came out, that's coming back to back off of World Cup victories for Philadelphia Americans back to back. You know, those are the people that were putting the input on the first go round of Lux, you know, one. And now here we are 10 years into it with Lux X. And you have Tim Montress, who works there every day, Sam Monville, who works there every day, Chad George, who's come and visit the factory, Ryan Moorhead, who can come visit the factory. You know, the reason why the Lux brand has been so strong and so long is because of its close tie to the player base player base so when tim's like when tim said you know we make what we want it's literally you know hey what 
down to t-shirts and things like that. Would you wear this? You know, would you hold this? You know, if we want to know if a gun's too heavy or light, you can call, Hey, professional paintball player that's been playing for 20 years, Tim, come here, hold yeah. this. Yeah. You know, and I think that's one of the advantages we have. Yeah. yeah it's not like a Z body auto mag where you look at it and you're <laughs> like, was this designed by a human for a human? Yes. It was designed by a human who broke his hand at the time of the design. Um, Devin Schwartz in the live chat says, uh, yeah, the Lux AK mag fed, gold plated AK. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not gold plated anodized. Face edition. Here's a turn in. I'm liking it. Here's a turn in. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the amount of social media I'm gonna have to moderate for the next six months explaining we're not making a mag fed. But did you see what you've <laughs> done, Todd? No, but when Tim Yeah, when Russell says he's not making a mag fed marker marker. Um, Frank Connell in the live chat hey, says, uh, worry, no one watches this show. No, who would no, you don't have to worry about the mag fed propaganda. <laughs> Frank Connell in the live chat says, Tim Montressor is the man. I'm proud to call him my friend. There you go. How's that? A lot of it. He taught me, uh, when I first met Frank, I don't know if I met a guy I disliked more. And by the time <laughs> the season was done, I don't know if I liked the guy as much as I liked Frank. He taught me a lot about winning and uh, I got nothing but love for him. So kind of like a man Fun crush. Fact. He's yeah, I mean, also like, a, I a sportsmanship uh, winner. No. Sportsmanship uh, winner at ICC. No. No. Yes. Frank the Tank be? won a sportsmanship okay. award. I like Frank. I've also <laughs> played against Frank at the CXBL. Really? He's a new man. He's a changed man. Wow. Good for you. Good for you, Frank. I, I, I'm not trying to badmouth him. It's <laughs> just good for him. <laughs> It's like someone saying Russell won a handsome man contest. I, yeah, there you go. Nice. Hey, um, we're going to take a bit of a break here for a quick second, guys. I want to tell you about a few things if we can. Um, Planet Eclipse, did you guys know that they are the creators of the most incredible tournament paintball markers, soft goods and gear, and they have the winningest paintball markers in paintball and now innovators in mechanical actions including the M170R and MG100 MagFed Marvel. Anola Gay is the world's leading manufacturer of smoke grenades, thunder flash, airsoft, and paintball grenades for use in theater, film, photography, and, of course, paintball. Pull a tab at your next event. Hashtag pop smoke. And Arabs are proudly made in the USA. Their thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, multiple color options, and layouts are available. 2020 is here. The fields are shipping. Get your new custom printed and custom logo options at AirUps.com. Ruthless Paintball Products caters to both professional players and weekend warriors. They have set a new level of paintball playing apparel. And right now you can head over to their website and use our private promo code BTB15 for 15% off. And more than just swabs and pads, Exalt is a way of life. Available at discerning retailers, field shops, and shows. Tournament ready, battle proven, exalt. In the beginning, in the you fall out of the tree. You stumble down a rocky cliff. You wade chest deep through a mosquito infested bog, and then you realize you're surrounded. It's party time. You own a Tipman now combined Empire, JT, Tipman, and V Force, and you get the world's largest distributor of everything paintball, GI Sports. DLX Technologies, guys, is the manufacturer of the Lux paintball marker, as well as other great product lines like the SP Shocker, the Gog Enemy, and the Freak Barrel Kits, just to name a few. A long-time manufacturer of paintball gear, they have the product that you could trust. And the product is outstanding. Now check out the new Lux AK coming soon. For over 50 years, Altama has proudly carried militaries from across the globe through every challenging environment, including malls, jungles, deserts, urban battle zones, and mounds fields. Make Altama your next 
paintball, airsoft, or everyday shoe. And not all ninjas wear black with advanced colorways, coatings, adjustable regs, remote lines, fill stations, hydro testing, and so much more. Ninja products have what it takes to get you out in the front and always in the game. And do not forget they are made in America. There you go. And guys, ladies and gentlemen, thank you to all of our sponsors for being a part of a show. If it wasn't for them, you guys would be watching something better right now. So thank you to all of those guys. And uh, yeah, DLX guys, you guys have always been supporters of the show. And uh, we do appreciate it. It's nice to have you guys finally on the show again. And uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, DLX and all the products that you guys uh, that you guys offer. W one thing I want to talk to you about is... Um, the paintball documentary. Have you guys had an opportunity to get uh, get through that yet? I did. I watched it last Saturday. John yeah. Amadei did an amazing job. I, I, I actually texted him and I, I told him I cannot believe the amount of detail he put into that. Yeah. Right? I mean, to go around the country and find all those individuals is incredible. He's... You know what? You know what's crazy though? We had him on the show. It was the amount of detail that didn't make it in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's but not I... a dig. It's just he has so much information. Oh, yeah. Like so much. He's, he's got thousands of hours of video in and what do you say over 1.2 million pictures something That's insane. like that he, he made an announcement today that he's working on the director's cut and he's also working on putting it on a dvd uh, uh the history on a dvd yeah. so that expect an announcement i think tomorrow and i just put on the big on the screen here you guys can't see it here but uh paintball media guys uh they are adding exclusive uh, access to 140 more interviews that have been done, uh, hundreds of rare uh, hours of, of footage, dozens of television shows, just more great content, guys. All you need to go to is patreon.com slash paintballmedia, and you guys can get hooked up uh, with some of that. So every week they're coming up with even more, uh, more great stuff. Yeah, so go in and uh, check it out now. What about you, Russell? Did you get a chance to see it? I've got to watch bits and pieces. On I, I'll be honest, I have not got to sit down and watch it. Um, when John was, uh, it's hard I, this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm 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 also uh, stuck at home, so I've been knee deep in the uh, the honeydew list. I think I've gotten about six years of home repairs done in the past three weeks. Think of all the goodwill you're earning, though. For the next six months, you're going to actually be able to sit on the couch and do some do nothing. This is the most I've sat on the couch, actually. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, no, uh, getting to talk to John about it was really incredible. Um, it's very rare for me to run into somebody that's more of a paintball nerd than me uh, when it comes to uh, really enjoying all the little details and, and backstories and things like that and obscure images. In fact, uh, I'm, I think he got uh, some docs and stuff from us, but I – we have a little collection here, even at our factory, of just slides and things we've been using since, I think it goes back to the early 90s. Stuff we used for advertisements, things we didn't use for advertisements, just and so forth. So going all through that with John while he was up at the factory was really cool. And obviously uh, interviewed Adam and Billy while he was there. But um, no, it's a really great project. I just, like I said, got to get over and set down the time to watch it. Yeah. I, I like the first half because I didn't know most of that, uh, like in detail. The second half, I, I thought, moved pretty quickly um, and kind of breezed over a lot of things. But again, I know that they were, I mean, they were the, the second half, when I say second half, was still an hour and a half long, right? So it's a lot of stuff to get to. So I'm looking forward to some of the stuff that they're going to put out in the next little while. 
I, I'm excited more than anything to see someone take the time to catalog it, right? When I was growing up, it was Warpig, right? Everything was on Warpig yep. or it didn't exist on the internet. Yeah. And now I'm going back and today, like, or actually every Throwback Thursday, I'm on Warpig or, you know, searching through old archives to try and find, you know, those cool old pictures. So it's, it's good to know that it's not going to fade away. What John's done is a kind of a service to the entire industry and everybody who's spent their life involved in it in some way. So, yeah. you know, regardless of where you clock in it, it, it's huge because otherwise when we're gone, who's going to remember it? Yeah. So it's really yeah. cool to see it. What I'm kind of disappointed in is there's a gentleman and I've met him and he owns the rights and has the website paintball.com and it yeah. sits there. And it's not going anywhere and he doesn't want to do anything with it. And I've offered as well as not just me, but I know a lot of people have offered to do something with it, help him, even buy it. And he kind of doesn't, didn't want to sell it last. Now this is when Josh and I spoke to him, what, two years ago, maybe. Yeah. I, I, two or three years ago. I think. And I know that websites are kind of not what they used to be, but still how many people have not gone to paintball.com that are paintball players just to check it out. You know, That's and I sat parked for a long time and I, I, someone go to the website right now, but the last post was like, I, I can't even tell you. It, it was a long time ago. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know that that'd be nice to get that back on track, even if it just had like a feed of something. Right. So, or direct it to some of the, the industry mandated, uh, you know, um, initiatives that are bringing people into paintball. Um, what is it? What is I mean, what is that movie that we produced um, that the industry put to, put together? Uh, Blackball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> My Bobby Dukes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the uh, Planet Eclipse had a big hand in putting it together. It was a non-branded video that we, we kind of all put out there and everyone kind of kicked in some money for it. That could just be on a loop on that website and it would help the industry out. You know, but uh, again, uh, I'm sure he has his own, yeah, agenda. PayPal.com. Their last uh, post was about the Tipman TCR, oh, which wow. was February 24th, 2014. Wow. Okay. That is not very good use of internet real estate. Well, people don't check websites very often, do they? <laughs> I mean, I've been on yeah, 2014. I mean, what else do you need to go back to there for, right? What is this internet? Yeah. What is this internet you speak of? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, so what do you guys, blue jeans. you guys are still operating as DLX, right? You, Tim, you were saying yeah. you were in the office the other day. Are, yeah. We, we've kept essential personnel. So, I mean, we're running ultra lean. I mean, there's five or six of us still there. Still ultra still lean. Is that why Russell's at home or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, I mean, we, uh, we have all essential staff in house. We're still shipping orders, still doing technical service. Um, you know, still assembling and building as much as we can, all things considered. So. so how how is business right now, and how are you guys forecasting when the magic wand gets waved and that all governors say, okay, paintball is now acceptable? Mm-hmm. Are you guys ready for it? Do you guys think there'll be a a crunch? Oh, we're ready for it. Trust me, we are definitely <laughs> ready for it. Uh, you know, the, the, the crappy part about all of this is that we have zero control over it as people, right? It just, it happened, right? I mean, own perspectives, whatever. We were probably on pace for what potentially was going to be one of the biggest years in paintball from a, a gross sales and growth perspective, from a high internment perspective, at least. 
Um, so yeah, anything less than that, elite uh, growth level sucks. And so we are, you know, we're, we're doing better than most companies. I feel that we, uh, we're in the midst of a product launch that we've been really comfortable with and happy with being the Lux X and, and the Freak brand is super strong. But to say that where we want to be, I, I would be a liar. Uh, I've talked to pretty much every major manufacturer and, and it sucks, right? Not being able to sell sucks. And uh, yeah. we are all chomping at the bit to get it going. Uh, and we'll be really happy to see all the fields yeah. back up and running. But the, I, I the, think the you good, said it. The good thing, sorry, the good thing about this, if there is a, if there is like a silver lining, it's just not a paintball it's not a paintball industry. Why, why, why were our numbers are down? It's a global phenomenon, right. really. So it's not, you know, paintball's not down just because people aren't marketing properly or whatever. But it's just, it's not down because it, 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 everything's down. Hundred yeah. percent. I mean, paintball as an industry has done everything right. I, I, I truly believe that the manufacturers, the fields, the stores that survived the 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 Great Depression or the Great you know recession that we just had. Um, everybody that survived that is chipping in as much as possible. And I think that we were prepared for this in some capacity and I think we'll come out strong from it. Um, so yeah, we're just waiting. And the uh, thing I keep, uh, I keep, I'm sorry. I, the thing I keep reiterating to field owners, players, anybody who talks to it about it is that paintball was in great shape before this happened. You know, we just got back from Las Vegas, the NXL and, uh, talked to a bunch of people, you know, players and vendors it was one of the best nxl events we've had in the past couple years as far as just overall attitude vibe if that if that can be describing a an event it was a very positive flow and then you went back into um paintball extravaganza and again very positive industry uh vibe talked to a lot of stores a lot of field owners a lot of industry people and everything was trending up prior to this whole covid debacle um, so I have to believe that when this goes away, assuming the economic impact is not crippling for everyone, it certainly will be crippling for some, um, that paintball is in a good place. As far as participation, we have the type of sport that people want to play. Not only is the uh, ICC and Classic growing, but the NXL is growing as well. You look at number of participants uh, year over year, and from what I understand, uh, at least the numbers I've seen that, you know, leaving 2019 they were almost as high as they were in 2007 so you look at that and wow. the the lull is is dying out in high-end competitive paintball um heading into COVID. And coming out of it i think the hunger is going to be there so assuming there is no uh financial you know catastrophe yeah. you have the will you have the yeah. product and you have the way so we just got to get people traveling again yeah I want to go back to the the hunger that you're sort of referring to, Russell. Both as players, how are you guys staying sharp? How are you guys staying on your top game uh, to get ready once the uh, the green light goes? Who are you, Eric Carmen? Well, Tim's the player, so he'll have to tell you. I mostly eat Cheetos. Yes, but, well, besides the cheese and such, right? So how are you? Okay, so Tim, how are you keeping in shape? Uh, <laughs> how are you getting <laughs> somebody who's not on a couch right now? <laughs> You know, for me, it's actually easier. The more I'm home, the easier it is to kind of stay sharp because normally I, I'm on the grind, right? I spend a lot of time in airports, on planes, in foreign countries. You kind of eat what's in front of you. So for me, actually being home the last two months has been great. I have a gym at my house. I go jogging. Uh, I'm able to kind of do drills and, and you know, whatever paintball related. So for me personally, I'm just ready for the next tournament. It, uh, you know, nothing, nothing replicates truly being at a tournament. And so until we get to the next tournament, 
Yeah. We're just kind of sitting here spinning. I follow you on Instagram, and I swear you're a travel vlog. Thank you. I, uh... I envy I you. <laughs> I, I mean, I wish I could go to half the events, but it's not the events so much as what you do after or beforehand that intrigues me. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I was invited to a, an event in Europe or, or, or anywhere, even in Texas when I went down there last time, I went and I did the local touristy thing and looked around. And I mean, you have to. You have to take that extra day or extra time. But your, your travel vlog. <laughs> yeah. so you're always invited, Todd. If you want to go a place, you let me know, man. You're invited to come. Tim, I can only take you for about an hour at a clip. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I mean, I love to travel with you, but. All good, man. We're, we try to live life 100 miles an hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to read the magazines, right? And you see all the stories about the guys that are, are, are out partying, running through the streets of Europe, right? And, and going down to South America and eating, eating with all the locals and playing a paintball tournament the next day. And that's exactly what I wanted to be. Yeah. And uh, It's like how Faceful used to portray paintball. Exactly. That, that's exactly what I wanted to do. I remember the first issue of Faceful. At the 2000 I.O., they had this huge booth, right? You'd walk in, all these pictures in the walls. And I was probably 16, and I said, that is what I want to do with, with the next couple decades of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all the other paintball magazines are cool, but that one just kind of had that sort of right. paintball meets Playboy, but with less college stories. Yeah. Yeah. It was great, man. Pentel said the stories, Todd. Yes, I'm sorry. I forgot. Forum. Because I read all the stories. Stories were good. <laughs> they were all true. They were. They were all true. Um, hey, while we've got we've got you on the show, there's lots more questions and lots of things we can get to. But in all honesty, I I did something today. I went on eBay and I looked at what some of your uh, products were f- selling for on eBay and some of the old stuff. And I'd like to bring them up in sort of a prices right format and see if you guys are. Uh, <laughs> knowledgeable of what your uh what your stuff is uh <laughs> is going for matt are you able to keep score for a little prices right 100 percent. um just because we also have so many people on the show we don't i mean i'm not going to have you bid then either um here here here's an example right now i'll put up on the screen for you guys to see tim and model 98 but this has a barrel that has been bored out so it fits one of your inserts how much would you pay for that barrel for your model 98 it's a stock barrel it is a stock barrel but it's honed out so it fits the magical wonder of the freak barrel kit barrel and the gun's not included gun's not included no 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 imagine the favor you'd have to call to get a guy to put that barrel on a mill and mill it out the face. And if you're going to hone a barrel would you do an original 8 inch 98 barrel you might as well use a paper towel tube <laughs> but someone had the time and audacity to do this. Russell, what are you thinking? What are you bidding on something like this? And we're going to put it out to uh, those that are watching at home. You guys can post up your bids in the live chat. That person that gets as close to it without going over wins. And uh, the prizes tonight are, uh, well, nothing. But Devin Schwartz says $25. 45 $45. Look at you. All right. It, Tim, what are you thinking? Is the insert included or not? Insert is included. Good question. You're an educated uh, shopper. Russell's yeah, just gonna, more willy nilly. I'm gonna go twenty nine ninety nine. Twenty nine ninety nine. Okay, Josh, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking you're right about Tim's uh, Instagram, but uh, I'll say uh, forty five bucks. Very good, Gavin. What are you thinking? 
I'm thinking that is hot and sexy, just like me. I'm hot and sexy, so I'm gonna go with the hot and sexy package for that for 100 even. Don't pull a muscle. That's that right. Reason, That's yeah. right, my friends. And before you say nay to Gavin's bid, this is eBay. And I mean, all logic goes out the window. So, Joe, what are you thinking? Uh, you know what? I, it's a barrel. It looks good. It's, port, it's, credit got cards some, too. it's got some porting <laughs> in it. I'm going to go with that being a, a $58 item. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's see in the chat. Mark Davis has 50 bucks. Tracy Santos has 27 And Lisa Weber, $55. George Hey says 18 bucks, And Ronnie says 60 Well, this sold for $30. Thirty wow. bucks. Me. <laughs> guess who's a cost analytics guy, though. <laughs> and, and, and guess who's not hot or sexy. <laughs> but oh, what can I say? <laughs> speaking of hot or sexy, what about this? This is a shocker. RSX case, just the case, ladies and gentlemen. But it's signed by Dynasty. Because why wouldn't a shocker case be signed by Dynasty? Yeah, yeah. So who won that one, Matt? That was Tim. Tim, so Tim gets to start. Tim, what are you thinking on this? This is, uh, yeah. So this is the buy it now price, right? No, this is what it's sold for. Oh, what it's sold for. Oh, I'm going to say, I'm going to take a $39.99 on this one. $39. Is that what you think of your competition as Dynasty? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) $29.99? Dynasty <laughs> shot shockers at one point. At one yeah. point, but not when yeah. it came in these boxes. Yeah, yeah. Josh, what are you thinking? Uh, I can say thirty-four ninety-nine. All right. George Hayes said thirty-five. David Veldoff says forty-five dollars. Elliot seventy-five bucks. Gavin, what are you thinking? All right, so this is more great personality, and my mom says I'm handsome, so I'm going to say $50. Nice. Mike Holstrom says 35 bucks of ag. Joe, what are you thinking? 65 65 Russell, you get the last bid? 24 24 bucks. Uh, $24.99? Yeah. This sold for $35. Russell. Wait, sorry, 35 35 Oh, that was Zuby at thirty-four Wow, good for you. Wow. All right. Cool. Well, what about this? That's this potentially could be a future product that you guys might be releasing. Nice. Well, this, <laughs> this picture's upside down. It's supposed to be the Magfed one that's coming. Yes, that's true. This is what the what the ad said. Nice dust gray smart parts shocker body kit. <laughs> that is a body off an NXT shocker with a NDZ feed tube. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and that's all you get is what you see in that photograph. I'll make it. May not it be big. NDZ. It might be a CP. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> yeah. Enhance. I'm, I know it's not. In, it's not enhancing. I, hang on. That there is a CP. I love how competitive you are, Russell, that you're actually, like, trying to <laughs> figure it out. I Like I said, man, I'm a paintball nerd. You put a paintball marker in front of me, I'm going to tell you all about it and who made it. And well, the next product you might be able to add to your product line, so we'll, we'll see. Well, let's focus on what's going on right now. That's right. So who won that one, Matt? Matt's getting Zuby frustrated. guessing first. Zuby, what are you thinking? $80. Okay. Josh, what do you think? Oh, 
sixty dollars. Sixty bucks. All right, uh, Gavin. Let's go. Sadly, thirty-five dollars, Bob. Okay. Mark Davis says seventy-five dollars, and George, hey, forty-five bucks. Mike Holstrom, eighty, and David Veldoff, sixty. Joe, what are you thinking? Pretty nice. Eighty-five bucks. Eighty-five bucks. All right, Tim, you get the last bid. Oh, I'm gonna go seventy-five. Hmm. Oh no! I think I let everybody overbid on this. This sold for thirty-nine. Jeez. No, Damn. Gavin was a thirty-five. Ah, uh, baby. See, you I gotta watch it. Gavin just likes to go in and lowball everything just in case. It's the slow play, right? <laughs> <laughs> you tag a couple right away and then you kill it. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. Nice, good job. Gavin. So, what about this though? It's a, it's a cus, it's a SP Shocker with a CVO Feedneck timer. I'll enhance that. Wait, so the timer, it's just for the timer or the whole marker? Just for the timer. Um, and I will say that it, it, it was a 3d printed attachment for this, what looks like a target timer, but don't yeah, let that, don't make that. But, <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> not yet. I like the excitement there. <laughs> <laughs> well, this might come out quicker than the AK for sure. This... I don't know. It'll be an M4 variant. Yeah, yeah. All right, Gavin, you won the last one, so you get to bid first on this. What are you thinking? Twenty dollars, Bob. Twenty bucks, Joe. I don't know. Sixteen. Sixteen. There's also a theme kind of going through the show tonight as far as the value of these products. But so, so, uh, Russell, go ahead with your bid. Twenty nine ninety nine. Twenty nine ninety nine. Tim. Ten ninety nine. Ten ninety nine. Listen to you. All right, Josh. Last bid. This is just for the timer. Just for the timer and the attachment for it, I guess. 3D too. Printed thing. Dollar. Okay. This Ooh. sold for thirty dollars. Yikes. <laughs> Russell gets it with his twenty nine dollar bid. Damn, scooped it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do this with the last one. This will be a little more of a current product let me see if i can find it here uh here we go a splash shoebox shocker splash shoebox shocker current current. can you say with a little bit more of a list what i mean by current was it was sold last week (laughs) maybe not a current skew that has not been made since 99. How many... Okay, here's a, here's a question for you guys, and maybe you guys might not be able to answer this, but if you melted that down, how many, like, today's luxes could you make out of that? 6.3. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. All right, well, Russell, you uh, you won Lair- there. You were by right, a penny. I just need to clarify. Is yep. there a reverse um, ASA on that? Uh, like that it makes impact- a goddamn difference. It will impact on my bid in terms of the, uh, the screws, right? So- um, uh, Gen one. That's a Gen one max flow with a short cap conversion. So two forty nine ninety five. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. You gonna stick with that? Yep. Okay, Tim. What are you thinking? I'll go two ninety nine. As a professional player, Tim, would you have to change your workout regimen in order to play with this gun? More upper body stuff. Oh yeah, no. There's, there'd be no snapshot either with that thing. Shoulders, <laughs> shoulders all day long. Shoulders all day. When was the last time you served tea? 
Oh, probably around 05. Like, 05, I was really serving it pretty hard. Now, could you serve tea and simultaneously knee slide into a bunker? Oof. I'd have to call Dalton Vanderbilt to get some lessons. He's the best <laughs> That's great. Josh, what are you thinking? Um, I'm liking this 200 theme, so I'm going to go right in the middle and say 270. Yeah, yeah. Corey Nelson in the live chat says Max Flow old school. No, I think if you looked in the current Smart Parts manual, you'd find it, wouldn't you? Could you guys not come out with that again? It was practical. Actually, the Lux X does utilize the latest version of the MaxFlow technology. Uh, replaces uh, the previous style of uh, regulator, which increases flow around 40% and actually gives you a dual purpose uh, reg seat. So, and yeah, with and 98% less material. Actually, seven less parts than the previous generation <laughs> regulator. <laughs> nice. Gavin, what are you thinking? I'm still blown away with Russell's knowledge. <laughs> Just sort of spews Seven out, last so. parts. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go with, uh, and Matt the Crypt, correct me if this has already been bid, uh, $300. You're good. Oh, boo, he beat Ru- me. Russell, if, um, if someone dropped a container of toothpicks, Russell, could you, could, would you know what the, how many were in there when it fell? Are you that awesome? It was smart parts toothpicks. <laughs> nice joe you get the final bid uh 318 oh very good this sold for 350 dollars so there's a problem everyone has gotten at least one correct answer all right well i have one as a tiebreaker then i, I wasn't going to do it but if we have one as a tiebreaker then so be it uh, bare knuckle round. I love it. Yep, bare knuckle round here. All right. All right. Well, go quick because I'm out of beer. <laughs> All right. It's a it's a lot. It's a it's a. That is a lot. That is a lot. It's a barrel lot. It's a lot. A lot. Uh, lots in of there. inserts, backs, and miscellaneous brand threads. I was gonna actually spend the time to 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 put this together, but you can kind of see what there is. There's a handful of swabs and a whole bunch of just random backs and barrel plugs. Do you guys at ICC, because you guys are kind of playing old school, do you allow barrel plugs, or does it have to be a sock still? Oh, yeah, the insurance company would prefer it to be a sock. Yeah, see, that's too bad. It's almost for old time's sake. It'd be nice to have. Mm-mm. There's no smart parts on uh, barrel bags. Oh, there, there There's is, an think... all-American in there. I, no there? barrel There's bags. Oh, bags. There's I think impulse. yeah, the third one, left, left one, left side, third up. Yeah. Is there is. Um, I'll be honest with you. I have a bigger picture here. So the top right corner barrel bag is an evil white on red. Then yeah. there is an eclipse, and then it looks like an oh, NXE. Maybe it's a nerve. A couple yeah, NXEs. Oh, and there is a barrel bag underneath the uh, yeah. planet eclipse one. Then across from it, there's a shocker. Looks yep. like it was from the SFT or NXT. Yep. And when you talk like that, Russell, you have to say definitely, de- def- definitely a De-f- shocker. Like definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of that was filmed in Pittsburgh too, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's before Russell. Sh- yeah, that's when Russell shaved. <laughs> nice. Yep. All right. Well, let's start the bidding, Matt. Who won the last one? That would be Joe. Joe. Okay, so you get to start the bidding on this. Oh. Um, and you know what? You're. you're I mean. I'll be honest with you, you're kind of just bidding in the wind. So just throw out a number. 265. 265. All right. Uh, count, uh, clockwise, Russell, you're next. $50. 
<laughs> All right, Tim. I'm gonna go three ten. Three ten. Okay, Josh. Uh, just because there's no B Young's barrel bag in there. <laughs> I have one. I have I'm one signed. I have say... a mint All American one too. There you go. I'll say two fifty. Okay, Gavin. I think I'm gonna go in the same sort of uh, thought pattern as Rain Man Russell, and I'm gonna say nice. <laughs> Twenty dollars even, Bob. I'd like to see that on a jersey. <laughs> Russell in small, Rain Man in big, and then Jackson underneath. Definitely, definitely. Matt. Take a wild guess. See if you could even get on the board here. What do you think? I couldn't really even see the picture, but there's a bunch of miscellaneous barrels. Was that what it was? Yeah. Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. This and some red squeegees. Yeah, yeah. This lot sold for one eighty seven ninety five. Wow. Who won, Matt? That was Russell Matt. with two correct answers. Ah, look at you! Hooray for Russell! Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh... Oh, hey, here's a question for you. Best Tim. Tim might have a better answer, but best squeegee you've ever used. The exalt one. The exalt one, or I'd say uh, the uh, Reds one, the old Reds ones with that folded. Yeah. The Tupac, that was my favorite. It's pronounced Tupac, but I like the Reds <laughs> one only because you could fold it in your pocket and it had two sides, one for cleaning, one for polishing. Um, the exalt hasn't made the double-sided one in a long time. Didn't they originally come out with it, Joe, and then they end up with yeah. just the the stick on one side with the squeegee and then the pad. I think now they've come out with um, both both again. Okay. Yeah, and for a while there, you could buy just one side. Okay. Okay. I don't ever know what happened to that. I remember I used to buy dye because they would say they have lamb's wool or whatever it was. It was that white stuff. And as soon as you'd stick it in your barrel, it was great. And then you pull it out and it already started delaminating and falling off the stick. It was the biggest piece of crap that, that anyone ever sold. But yeah, the Reds one... They seem to they seem to they seem to be the best. I don't remember Dai making any, but yeah, yeah they were bad. It looked like they went to a, a Chinese restaurant and took the chopsticks and then wrapped. Weren't they called fuzzy sticks? Yeah, they something were like that. Fuzzy sticks. Yeah. Okay. Oh, now I remember those. Okay, so I'm not on crack because every once in a while I get these flashbacks and yeah, they were actually wood, right? Yeah. 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 And the no, wood didn't the make shaft it good. Part was wood. The well, rest of yeah, it was fuzzy. Not- yeah, not the fuzzy part. The shaft was wood. Yeah. Shaft, fuzzy, wood, yes. <laughs> it's a good evening. <laughs> nice. Insert. Nice. All right, well, here's the... It's only a good evening for Gavin because the closest we got to talking about food was chopsticks. That's true. That's true. Um, all right, well, here, we're going to let these guys go because we're at the end of our hour, but Tim and Russell, what is two underrated products that you guys think was the best? Um, I brought up squeegees as being the reds I thought was the best, but is there anything that kind of you still have or wish you could have that was like the best product when you were playing that, um, you know what I mean? Like we all hold on to those things. I still like the original Revies and the original halos. I had the best luck with those. I kind of wish they were still around. This is kind of funny. I actually just, uh, tracked down stuff to make an old flex goggle. Um, nice. because, uh, I, I literally have one of every goggle and I enjoy switching them up, but yeah. just something about that old school style and being able to like pop the bottom off or fold it up 
you know, <laughs> I, I think that's probably my uh, thing that just probably will never go out of style for me in paintball is the, the JT Flex goggle. Sorry, David, the jackass Veldoff in the live chat just said, uh, what about the evil omen? Best product ever. Yeah. <laughs> not a chance, David Veldoff, not a chance. <laughs> Pretty good woodwind instrument, not a great paintball marker. Yeah, yeah. Some pretty cool features. I mean, it had like an armature that like shoved paint into the breech and stuff. That was kind of cool. Yeah, the reed. Yeah, every yeah, every time you shot the gun, it would bitch slap a paintball into the breech. <laughs> if you think about it. Tim, what about you? What what what's there a product that, that you think is the all time greatest you can't live without that you kinda either wish was still out or wish you could get more of? Oh man, I'm gonna be the Debbie Downer, the negative Nancy, and say that there really isn't one. What about the high vis? Yeah, I mean those are all. Yeah, I, I like the high vis. There's a lot of things that I like, but I, I honestly think that we've uh, we've streamlined production, and we've uh, optimized pretty much all the product lines. I mean, I think there's anything better manufacturers are to make it. Uh, if if there was a high vis that worked properly on my barrel, I think I'd probably put one on. Yeah, I mean, I does it look cool? Then it's doing its job. <laughs> yeah like camo Absolutely. like camouflage tape now yeah. will, you, will your um new mag fed marker will it uh will you use, use key mods or picatinny on the rails oh picatinny of course M -lock. <laughs> M -lock. there you go russell's been working on this i think uh, a modular application is probably uh, a better idea fixed with some titanium screws to the uh, to the receiver and that way you can uh, customize it however you'd like and you know, if you want to take them off, get a manadize or something like that, you know, all customization is key, right? Can I still use 12 awesome. gram if I want to go old school? With a rat attack? Uh, only with a six pack changer, just because you want to be able to swap quickly when you change your mags. Russell knows more than he's actually letting on. He's not telling us everything. Nerd! <laughs> yeah. We had Tom K and Bud Orr on a couple weeks ago. And Tom K developed the six pack, as you know, and Bud Orr was like, in an afternoon, I... don't skip over that. He went out to his shop and in an afternoon, took some, as he said, quote, spare sheet metal and made the six pack. Yes. But who was my point? Who still has the first one that he ever made? Yeah. Bud Orr. But they were friends. Yeah. Still are. That's Allegedly. that still shatters my view of paintball that Tom K and Bud are good friends and and had done a lot of conf you know that's like when you find out wrestling was fake. No, it's not. It's fake. Wait, wait what? <laughs> the Iron Sheik and uh, what's his name are so buddies. Andre yeah. the Giant. There you go. Yeah, yeah. No, he's dead. Yeah. yeah. No more rhyming. I mean it. Yeah. All right. Well, we should probably end this show here. Um, any final thoughts, guys, while we have uh, Tim and Russell on the show? Great. <laughs> no, I love good. it. Good job. Awesome. <laughs> job well done. I thank these guys for, I think these guys for uh, coming on the show tonight and, and sharing with us about um, former smart parts and the entity it is and um, all about the ICP. Yep. And the Iron City Classic, that, you know, that that's some solid retro good time paintball that has returned back. And really the, the mechanical, the mechanical stuff is what got us here. Yeah. Have you ever oh. considered throwing just a, a Nell spot only uh, game in, into that? That would be kind of cool. Maybe down the road we might incorporate it, maybe a halftime show. Hey, Mike. Like a 1980s division. 
Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mike Holstrom in the live chat said, what about the GOG Multicam Hopper as a product? One of his best products. I have to say I do I do appreciate those as well. Um, oh, and Devin that. Schwartz is confirming the Lux six-pack changer. Confirmed. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Tom did it in an afternoon and you guys have 3D printers, really? Yeah, do it over the lunch break. There you go. There you go. We really put a lot on your plate this year. Russell could cam, cam, do that on the CAD in between mag changes on the on the new mag set. Yeah, the magazines change way too fast for that. Yeah. <laughs> I have a rotary drum. You just keep dumping paint and it spins it around. You'd need a rotary drum for 12 grams if you were to put it on a Lux. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Could a Lux run on CO2 if there was an anti-siphon? Yeah. Anything pretty much good if there's a good enough anti-siphon. Dude, you know how do you know how many as okay, when we had a retail store, do you know how many smart parts on-offs we sold in conjunction with anti-siphons? We would build an anti-siphon and put them on an on-off. Dude, that was the biggest upgrade. You want to guys would have a 16-ounce tank or 20-ounce tank and they wanted to have an anti-siphon, and you'd explain how there's a little bubble of air right about here on your tank when you've got liquid CO2 in there. And that was before high pressure air, and people were sold. I mean, it was awesome. Yeah, they're great. Unless I you had one. a KP3, you wanted all the liquid you could get. But uh... <laughs> I have one on my KP3 dine outs. Do you really? I do. Oh, jeez. All right, well, we should probably let you go. We're getting past our hour here, guys. Don't go anywhere. Um, we're going to sign off, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll say a formal goodbye in just a moment here. But uh, thank you to uh, Russell for being on the program tonight. And uh, and Tim, thank you so much, guys, for taking the time. I know you have so much other things that you could be doing right now. <laughs> and uh, Josh, thank you for being on the show. Yes, uh, thank you to uh, Tim and Russell for joining us. And I'm looking forward to the all-star game at uh, ICC um, where you can use uh, a random surprise vintage marker. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you to Matt like for being to on the show. An all-star That's a good game. Idea. I like that. Idea. Just, you show up and it's like, yeah, here's your, you know, SL68. Do you get bonus parts if you have a gun that shouldn't be working, but is working? So Ooh, if I, no, we can so make if, it like Call of Duty, like you open up the box, right, and you pull out. Oh, <laughs> God, I got the EGP. <laughs> oh, I got the Evil Omen. <laughs> and, and just, just for just for nostalgic factor too, if it was made before a chronograph was made, you don't have a crony in. No, you shoot it at a tree, and if it takes some bark off, it's yeah. fine. So if I get the Evil Omen and I throw it at a player and hit them, does that count as a hit? Totally, hundred percent. Okay, it's as close as you'll probably get. <laughs> No, I, with my luck, I'd probably take the aerial cam. Yeah. Gavin, thank you for being on the show tonight. Always wonderful to be here. And that's my standard answer. But uh, gentlemen, Russell, Tim, thank you for joining us. And everybody else who's in the chat this evening and watching the program, make sure you hit like and share. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to be here this evening. Uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah, yeah. Joe Kimson from Flaggers Paintball. Thanks again, guys and girls, for tuning in tonight, watching uh, Beautiful Behind the Bunker Monday Night Live. And uh, thanks to Tim and Russell, and we'll see everyone soon. Very good. David Veldoff has a brand new inbox Evil Omen for sale. Good luck with that, sir. Uh, the only thing I can suggest is eBay. And George Hay has the last comment of the evening. He says, will the Lux mags um, have 12 grams in them? Only time will tell, guys. We can't ask Russell and Tim to give all of their secrets away. 
So, guys, thank you for watching at home. We'll see you guys on Saturday night for our live show. Tim and Russell, hang tight for just a sec. And, guys, we'll see you next week.